2: Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything. Goop. I'm Brian Rucker.
3: I'm Agnes Hewitt.
2: And do you know what this week commemorates? Yeah. Goop's 15th <laughs> anniversary.
3: Um which I thought was like a couple of weeks ago because well, that big New York Times article that I talked about. I guess last week.
2: Last week. But oh, that the-
3: was about that too,
2: yeah. I think I don't. I, I I did not research when the exact date that she sent out that first newsletter was. uh I mean,
3: I guess it was this week because I guess, yeah, I guess so. This was the week that Goop really talked about it, and then last week it was really it was just like the New York Times was, was like a, for once in their lives ahead of a story.
2: That's true. They finally. I mean, they have been. I guess pretty uh, busy with certain things that are happening around the world (laughs) but Um, they still made time for good old Goop.
3: that's right
2: oh I didn't read it but um Taffy Broaddus or Ackner did like a whole I read like the first paragraph a whole article about her going to the Taylor Swift show with her son it seemed like it seemed like it would have been a fun article but uh I got distracted and I didn't read it
3: oh she went to era the actual like era not yeah
2: it was she went up in northern california when they did it at like the santa clara stadium i guess that must have been a few months ago
3: well that sounds good i'm going to the movie tomorrow so i'll report
2: oh yeah i am not going i won't go to the movie until a list because i don't think I, mean, I don't think it will she's you know bypassed the studio system yeah, I so don't,
3: i don't think it's gonna be on the list
2: maybe i mean maybe i'll go it's like a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity i don't know
3: i mean if i didn't like taylor swift there's no way in hell i would go and tickets were not cheap for a movie
2: it's i mean it's a regular movie isn't like 20 bucks or whatever my regular movie prices, or is it more
3: mine was more but it was like i got the um dolby
2: oh yeah well you got it
3: but it was 30 bucks
2: Jesus. Especially, I mean, it's so long. I now I'm like, if it's a long movie over like two, two and a half hours, I'm only seeing it if it's a reclining seat. I will not go.
3: I think you should only like, like, I love Taylor Swift. Like if I didn't like her or care about her, there's no way. Like, I wouldn't waste my time.
2: It's a. I mean, and I don't dislike Taylor Swift. I like a lot of her music. I just am not like passionate about her. But I well, do feel like you were
3: like, I hate
2: Taylor Swift. I never said I hate Taylor Swift. You were okay. putting words in my mouth. Okay. I really never said that. I I I enjoy her as a songwriter. I don't really understand why people are saying oh she's like the best songwriter of her generation or whatever. That I definitely wouldn't go that far. But I think she has some clever lyrics. Like that's as far as I'll go.
3: Yeah, I mean, so why would you? Why would you sit through it three hours? Because of
2: the cult, it's a cultural event, and I, I like to. I
3: love that everyone's like, it's a cultural moment. I have to go, even well,
2: though I. It, it, I-, it. I I don't know. It's interesting. Like, if I went, I mean, I probably should have gone this weekend because all the die. I, mean, I guess the diehards will go week after week, but it would be interesting to sit in the theater because they also say like you get like your friendship bracelets. They've um, stopped uh, prosecuting people with cell phones so like people are taking pictures and shooting movies and and it seems like a communal experience and then of course i'll be the weird you know 40 year old guy but i I think there's a lot of 40 year old people probably that are there i
3: mean i'm going
2: yeah but you're a woman so i feel like it's and also less... no one will
3: no one at my school everyone is shocked when i'm like no i'm 38 they're like that's insane yeah and there are other people who are like my age and they're like I can't believe you're the same age as them. They're so much more mature than you. But I think it's just because they can tell him poor. But you know, (laughs) whatever.
2: Poverty uh, signifies youthfulness because you can never look like um, you know, you You always never
3: look like like that together, so you don't look like their parents. Because I, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you're not their parents' age. That's, I mean, that's a step too far. You're You're like their cool older sister.
3: Yeah, way older. (laughs)
2: half sister from like the dad's first marriage
3: yeah basically
2: uh it's fine yeah well you look great you're doing your skincare you're getting i'm not
3: actually which is on my list i'm gonna get to but
2: i mean you're getting less sun out there so maybe skincare is not quite as important my my
3: skin is fucked up but i'll i'll say i'll save it because i have it on my list
2: Uh, was
3: there a new receipt this week
2: no there wasn't uh, which I honestly was thankful for because we spent s- I I felt honestly a little bad about how much time we spent last week on the receipt because
3: I didn't feel bad about it at all I thought that that was the most fun I like love talking about the receipt
2: it is it is fascinating especially I-
3: because I never read it and mm. I love just like you telling me about it <laughs> I just think it's fun but I, maybe it's just fun for me
2: it no it is fun I mean it does take I do have to say it takes a a lot of research not research it's just like they're so long it takes me so long to read one of them and then like take notes about it
3: it just makes me think about mine and like if i were to do a receipt i think everybody's brain would explode
2: you i think i i do think just the act of like writing down every single thing you eat and drink for an entire week everyone's diet is going to look insane. Like there's no way around it. Like no matter what you do, if you go out to eat a lot, if you cook a lot, if you're just grabbing snacks all the time, like there's no way to not look crazy, I think.
3: And also the people who there have been people who haven't looked too crazy. And those people were just boring.
2: Exactly. You want I mean, you want the crazy. Yeah, I did. Uh. Well, I told you I like made I thought a pretty innocuous comment on Instagram about the receipt. I just said something like, oh, this is like, this is a crazy one. Like, really good. Good job, (laughs) Bon Appetit. And then someone, an anonymous Instagram user who I think both of us suspect might be the old, the woman, the teacher from Eugene. If you are not a member of our Patreon, there is no better time to join just to get all the context to what we were talking about last week. But uh, she got very defensive. She said, well, what's crazy about that? And then, you know, I gave a couple, of examples of her insanity. And uh, I got a few likes and she shut the fuck up after I gave the receipts (laughs) to her insanity.
3: Interesting.
2: Uh, Oh, but she did influence me in one very important way. How's that? Since then, I've been obsessed with doing the New York Times connections every morning.
3: Me too, I've done it. Every night at midnight, I do the new one.
2: And I win.
3: I won every single one.
2: Not me. You are a smarter person than me. Because I I also do it, like, as I'm half... Like, it's my alarm goes off, and then I reach for my phone. And then when I used to scroll Twitter, now I click on the connections. And I do it in, like, a half-conscious haze. So maybe that's an excuse. Maybe I'm just stupid. But there's definitely been a few days where I haven't gotten them.
3: I thought... I, th- I thought yesterday's, I don't really remember what it was, but I thought it was particularly hard. I
2: th- I think that might be the one that I I don't, I think I got zero, like I didn't even get the first row. Like I got nothing. Hmm. Uh, I haven't done today's yet. I forgot to do, I was, I really had a tough time sleeping last night. Uh, Cause I got into an altercation with someone on the tennis court.
3: <laughs> no
2: Not a fellow player. It was, well, he, okay. So sorry, maybe I'm the asshole. I don't know. You be the judge. So typically AITA, A-I-T-A. So there's a guy. We're, so we're playing on a court, and there's like bl- like bleachers outside the court, and it's okay if you know people sit down and watch or whatever. Like whatever, it's fine. It's public property. But this guy, first of all, he was like on his phone, and he was like talking really loud. And then he would be like, "Oh, great shot! Like good serve to us," which is like a little weird because we're just like a you know few schmoes like plant. Like it's not. I don't know. It's just a little odd. But I'm like, okay, whatever. Like he's just into it. Uh, then he climbs over the fence and like just starts like he's just on the court like he climbs over the fence onto the court as I'm serving and I'm like what are you doing like you're on and he's like oh uh oh, oh just a minute like hold on and he crosses across the court and then there's a bench that separates our court from the court next to us and he just sits down on the bench on the court watching us and I was like hey like don't do that. Like if you want to watch cool, but like be on the bleachers, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just weird to be on our court. Cause like he, you rent the court. Yeah. We rent the court. It's, you know, it's a public court, but we rent it for two hours. Uh, and it's, I just never experienced anything like that before. And he had a tennis racket in his hand and I thought, okay, is this guy crazy? Like, I, I don't know. He didn't seem crazy. He seemed awkward. And I think coming away from the al- not altercation, but the the uh encounter i do think maybe he was like on the spectrum or something because finally i was like hey like don't watch us from here so then he just turns around and he just he's still on the bench but he's just watching the people on the court next to us instead of us and they and this is when i started to feel guilty instead of reacting like i did and i was like get off our court they were like oh hey want to join us
3: Oh God!
2: Which is what I think he was after the whole time, even though he never said, "Hey, c- you know, do you mind if I play for a little bit?" Or do you? And I, maybe he's just not a, a verbal person. and He's it's some sort of spectrumy thing, but he totally. So then he and the, there was two women uh, on the court next next to us and they just were playing the whole time and then I started feeling guilty like am I an asshole am I like gatekeeping tennis is this why people are turning to pickleball because people are such assholes who play tennis and I was like spiraling um and I didn't play well so that's so
3: funny but he
2: wasn't he never I mean and I mean we there were four of us we were playing doubles so it would have been also weird like it wouldn't have been it would have wouldn't have been easy to like let him play with us anyway i don't know how i would have said i think i would have said if if he's like hey like i don't have anyone to play with is it cool i would have been like oh like you know we have a full roster today but like uh let me get your number and then next time we need a sub i'll call it. like i would have maybe been nice enough to do that i don't know but he it was I, he definitely was i don't want to diagnose anyone but there it was like i mean it's just a weird thing to do
3: I mean, I guess I just don't know, like, how these things go, like, how often you end up playing tennis with, like, someone who you don't really know. Or Never. Whatever.
2: I think in the whole time I've been playing tennis as an adult, one other time someone came on to the court or he didn't, he just said, hey, like, I'm looking for people. And I, I think I, I maybe took his number, my number called him, but it's a, it's tough. I mean, and I, the I mean, how I made friends to play with is I joined a clinic and, you know, you meet people in a clinic, but then I realized that's my privilege because this clinic costs $40 and now everyone has yeah. $40 to play to join. Especially
3: as often as you were doing. As
2: often as I was doing. Yeah. Now I don't do it because I, I don't know how much I was spending a, a shit ton of money. And now, you know,
3: but then so you go and you make your friends, and you make you your
2: have... friends and then you find people to play with. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't talk to those women because I'm like, also, this is a guy who's acting a little erratically and it's different. Me and three other guys playing, I could probably afford to be not aggressive, but a little like, hey, like back off. And if you're a woman, I don't know that you would be comfortable
3: being like
2: yeah, being like off. that with it. You might have to be a uh, play really nice and be like, oh, yeah, like, even though you really don't want to. I don't know.
3: Well, <laughs> whatever I'm sure it's fine I, I mean probably someone like that hears shit all the time
2: yeah he he definitely was not phased when I told him to get off of our court <laughs> yeah and then he even later I think I mean he also like was like hey what racket do you like he was like still being nice and then at that that time I was like oh I just answered his but I was like this is the racket blah 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 he, he was fine it was fine it was just like a very it was very strange
1: so weird
3: I hate people yeah um yeah it's also that's definitely like the biggest difference I think in like living in New York that I've noticed socially is how often people will just start talking to you Mm, mm -hmm. like just like on the bus or on a train or like waiting in line or whatever they'll just like start like They'll be like i've been coming here for 20 years and they so just like want to start talking you're like where do you live <laughs> or like yeah 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 just like whatever and you just talk about it about you know what you're doing and where you live in the city and what you like and the, i don't know
2: it is cool it's cool that is i think that is one of the fun things about new york because la is very like even if i'm i don't know like taking a hike or something i feel like normally in most places especially on like trails it's like courtesy to like smile and nod or say hi or something. If you're passing each other hiking Mm -hmm. and in LA, I feel like very few people do that.
3: I feel like, I don't know in my memory, I mean, not on something like not where you're passing people like every fucking second, but like, definitely if you're in like a, if you were hiking and it was like a weird time, definitely if it's like you and like two women past each other i think you'd both be like hi like I, it's just me like hey and oh, like yeah. as you walk by each other or something yeah. like that
2: yeah like, and i try I, I try not to do that if it's a, a woman by herself i will i think i'll be conscious of like not engaging at all because i don't want to come across as aggressive ever
3: yeah i mean i definitely when i'm walking down the street i just like lock my eyes in yeah. front of me and just like plow through everybody you sort of but, have like, to
2: because you would go yeah. especially in new york with the amount of people you're you're passing you would you would go crazy or you yeah, would definitely. come across as crazy
3: yeah um but people talk i mean people definitely talk to me with my with bb people oh, BB's yeah. like he's the king of new york everybody fucking loves him <laughs> people are just like this one woman Stopped us. actually, I like <laughs> we walked BB the other night, and I went inside to get us gelato because we get gelato like almost every day every single day we either get like a cookie or a gelato mm. when we walk our dog. And um, when I came out, I saw this woman and she was like talking, and I was like, i'm she's definitely talking to Brian. Like here we go. So I like got out there, and yes, she was. and she was like, is that a whatever like he looks just like my whatever this breed that I'd never heard before and I was like no he's just a rescue he's half Shih Tzu half Chihuahua he's a mutt and she was like he looks exactly like this dog that I just bought and I had to go to a groomer a groomer a breeder and I had to fly to South Bend Indiana and get this fucking dog. And she showed us pictures of the dog and it looked exactly like BB, but all white. And she's like, but this is the all white one. The one that's white and gray, which is what BB's coloring is, is more expensive, Whoa. but I didn't want to pay that much for him. And it looked literally exactly like BB. And this dog is like a $5,000 dog. And BB looks just like him.
2: Well, now you know if uh you're going through a tough time financially, you can always sell BB on the black market.
3: I know. And be like, no, he's that thing that. He's like this special dog from Indiana.
2: From South Bend. That's um Mayor Pete's city that he destroyed.
3: Oh yeah. Maybe his family are the dog breeders. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a Buddha
2: judge tail uh Chasten seems like a dog,
3: yeah. like he comes from a dog breeding family. Oh
2: absolutely. And
3: I can't and won't explain it.
2: Uh oh, here's the other big news. Something yeah. I'm gonna do not this coming not this coming weekend but the weekend after i signed up for a free transcendental meditation workshop
3: oh my god you should go to the david lynch transcendental uh mfa program yeah
2: wait where where is that
3: i think that also might be in india
2: maybe it's in india i mean isn't that
3: where he's from
2: He's definitely from the Midwest somewhere. I don't know exactly. I think it's
3: like wherever he's from, but it's like, it's the transcendental meditation. People have an MFA program and it's called like the David Lynch. And it's like a dramatic writing or screenwriting okay. like MFA. And I, I was really going to go to it.
2: That sounds like I mean... if I didn't
3: get into, like if I didn't get into like one of my main ones that I wanted to go to, I was like, I'll go there. And I'm... I still kind of, think it would have been cool because it's like you do transcendental meditation and then you like write movies
2: yeah I I'm like I am so open to this experience I will I'm sure after this you know after the free workshop they're gonna try to you know get you to sign up for the classes and you're gonna spend your money and I will I'm I'm a hundred percent gonna do it I need something I I feel like transcendental meditation will be the answer to all of my problems
3: I think it will too, Brian. You really, I, I would love to do, tri- I can't afford it.
2: Well, they have a sliding scale. so. But it
3: can't be slight. My slide is all the way at the, bo- I'm in the sandbox. Well,
2: if, if you're on, so I think if you're on public assistance, not that you're on public I'm assistance, not. but I'm saying if you were, I think it's very, very cheap. If you make under 50 grand a year, which <clears throat> unfortunately I'm in that box, it's like, I think it's like $250 for the program.
3: I'm not paying
2: that for that. Oh, I'll pay. I will. I mean, I want it, it's gonna so it's gonna lessen, first of all, lessen my anxiety, then it will make me more creative, it will have give me access to myself or my subconscious, and I'll have a whole new group of friends to, <laughs> to be friends with.
3: Well, yeah. And then
2: I can become a transcendental meditation teacher. I'm already, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm all in already, and I haven't even gone to this workshop yet.
3: And but the workshop's free.
2: The workshop's free, but I'm sure it's like a timeshare thing where it's like that you sit through the thing, and then they're like, "Here, give me your money."
3: I briefly became really invested in trying to get invited to do a timeshare presentation. You know, I if Brian and I got to go, I would immediately si- like sign over every red cent that I have. But I know that Brian would hold
0: fast.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is a true swindle. I remember as a kid we were, we're on some vacation and it's like, you know, you got a free breakfast for your family. If you sit through the thing. And I remember the guy, the sales, it was like a vivid memory of mine. Like he had the whole sort of catalog of all the different places around the world. And he, you know, talked to me as the kid, he's like, so where do you want to go in the whole? And I was like, Costa Rica. And he was like, here are all the cool places in Costa Rica. You can go. And I was like, mom, dad, we have to sign up for this. This is like a, a like ticket to our dreams. And, yeah. um, they did not.
3: Smart. Smart yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, but you can get really good stuff. Like you can get like a weekend in the hotel, like just if you do it, or you can get like an extra night or an upgrade, or you can get like all of this shit. Yeah. Um, if you sit through not not always, but like um sometimes for sitting through one of those things, you can get something pretty good.
2: There's deals to be had. Where I Do you, is there like a, what are the, cause now that there's like Airbnb and stuff, I feel like timeshares are probably less popular than they used to be or no,
3: no, it's an evergreen thing is because it's a con, it's a scam. So like, you know, scams don't go away.
2: sounds like a great scam. It makes it, it it makes it sound like you just become this like laissez faire, like world traveler who has access to like everything in the world. Like if you join a timeshare, you can just jet off to wherever.
0: Well, you can
3: just jet off to the place that you have a timeshare, but you can only go there when you like are allowed to be there, which is usually like the shittiest time of the year. And it's like, instead of being able to go on vacation, wherever you want, whenever you want, you always have to go to this one shitty place that you've already paid for. And you've like booked for like 15 years.
2: But isn't the timeshare mean that there are you can trade and like go to different places. Isn't that whole the whole point of it? Like there's condos all over the world and like you I can...
3: think I think some of them operate that way, but the main the timeshare is like most people, it's like everybody shares like like one property. Like oh. it's like you buy it's like a condo or something and everybody Yeah, and you have it. like
2: a month or wherever that you can go to. Yeah. I think so. That sounds extremely depressing.
3: Yeah so
2: whatever but you could get yeah a free breakfast buffet but if you could get like it. a free night in a
3: hotel to go sit because like I, I like that's what i want to try to do i'm like i want to get like one of the good presentations
2: yeah 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 do a little research or if any of our listeners you know sell timeshares for a living we're we're listening we're open we're yeah receptive. but don't get
3: your hopes up because there's no way in hell we're going to buy yeah. one I think if you just, like, go to, like, Hawaii or, like, Las Vegas or, like, a super, like, tourist place like that, probably, like, Orlando. Oh, I'm sure. And dress kind of nice, like like you have money, some guy will be like, hey, you want to watch your timeshare? And you just say yes.
2: I was uh, walking through the Oakland Zoo last weekend with my niece and nephew, and there was somebody um, hawking timeshares. And I don't think I looked like I had that much money.
3: Were you you were in Oakland last weekend?
2: Yeah.
3: I don't even know what the fuck is going on.
2: <laughs> I was I flew to Oakland last weekend and I hung out. Oh yeah. My parents
3: um, were in town last weekend. Oh yeah.
2: Exciting.
3: We went to um it was really rainy. Mm. Um we didn't do anything that fun. On the super rainy day, we went to um, the Venice, Haunting in Venice movie.
2: Oh, that's a good movie with parents.
3: It's a good parents movie. Yeah.
2: I didn't hate that movie. It was sort of fun. No,
3: I didn't hate it at no. all.
2: Oh, but yeah, I, like, I, saw... I like all of those Kenneth Branagh, Agatha Christie movies. They're all so stupid, but I enjoy them.
3: That was the only one I've seen. Um, And I also saw... Juno and the Paycock, which was the, the play that they were in town to see, which was whatever.
2: Oh, I never heard of it. It's like there
3: are these, there's this like trilogy of Irish plays that are like Ireland's, like I don't even, they're like these like very important plays for like Irish cultural history or whatever. Um, they're all set around the Irish revolution and they were all written by this guy, Sean O'Casey. And it's like the, it's called like the O'Casey cycle. (laughs) And I guess like every, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, if you're an actor in Ireland, like you've done these Mm monologues a billion times, like, you know, these plays really well. And like probably like high school students in Ireland do them and I think it's just, like, these, like, really famous plays for, like, Irish people. Mm. Um, but this, like, Irish theater company, like, tours them and, like, all over the world. So And your
2: parents flew out to New York specifically to see this play?
3: I mean, I have a feeling. See, this is the thing where I'm, like, maybe the fact that, like, I also moved to New York. Since well, we yeah. still has, like, <laughs> something to do with sure the fact does. that they're there. But they're, like, well kind of but really we just really want to see these like Irish, this like trilogy of they're not
2: irish what is why are they so obsessed with irish history i don't know anyway i'm not
3: particularly interested in it and they were like the play was fine i mean it was fine it was like good you know what i mean it's like
2: yeah 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 it's It's that type of play we're like okay
3: it's like a you know three-odd play about like a family in ireland during the revolution and they have like a daughter and a son who was injured and I mean, it's like you can guess exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like not, you can, it's just, it was just like good, boring, everybody did a good job, nothing bad about it, just like kind of boring Sure Um.
2: Did you read or watch the Vogue 73 questions with Gwyneth that came out this week?
3: Oh fuck, I didn't even know she did one, but I love those, and she's the perfect person to do one, she's got the perfect attitude for it
2: well, you're in luck, because I watched it this morning, and I think I tried to write down all 73 of the questions. <laughs> I probably didn't get all really? of them. Mm. But so you've watched, I, I I think I'd seen like clips of them before. I don't think I've ever sat through a whole one. The guy, is it the same guy that does every one?
3: They do, th- no, I think there's That's like, because like sometimes, like I saw one, sometimes there are like a couple of people or like someone else will take over halfway through or something. Um, who, who but I've watched sc- the one with Taylor Swift, okay. I think probably like 10 times. Oh, wow. Well. I love the Taylor Swift one. It's like in her house.
2: So, so this one Gwyneth doesn't, it's in Amagansett, but she doesn't actually go in her house, into her house. It's all in the garden outside. Okay. The guy, and I don't know, he, he maybe he does some of them. His voice is, is so entrancing and like. Sing songy, but he also sounds, I don't know, a little bit like AI or like a little bit like he's making fun of them. I don't know how to describe it. It's like this weird, it's like tongue in cheek, a little tongue in cheek. And yeah. they're
3: also kind of tongue in cheek. Like they're kind of giving these like sassy little answers. Yeah.
2: I guess I, I, cause I'd never really seen a full one before. So I don't know that I understood the tone and his, his tone. It was like a little mocking, even though it wasn't like malicious, but it was, it was just, it was like an edge to it, which I thought was interesting.
3: But you didn't think that she also kind of was, had that edge as well. Oh no,
2: for sure. Like she, I mean, she, I'm sure knew exactly what she was getting into. And there there were certain questions where she just like refused to answer. Uh, I mean, it was not like, you know, a hard hitting like Barbara Walker. I mean, interview. I think that
3: they're like all completely scripted.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure.
3: Because it's like it's always like that like rapid fire thing, and they're like walking. It's like very choreographed, like where they're walking. Like it's obviously like staged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and their like answers are so canned and like like there's I like in the Taylor Swift one, there's a part where they're like, what's your advice to anyone who wants to become a musician? And she's like, get a good lawyer. And it's like, they wrote that for her. And it, of or course. she, I mean, she may have written it herself because she's like funny and a good writer, but like that was a, that's not like an off the cuff.
2: Spontaneous. Yeah. No, there were certain yeah. answers. Like I'm sure they, they probably give you all the questions beforehand. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Gwyneth was in the garden in Amagansett. I'm sure that was like part of her deal was like, I'm not actually showing you the house i she i'm sure she has gardeners she made it seem like she's just out there like toiling in the garden all day like growing these lettuces she's
3: not
2: She's not, uh but she does like to she was most excited maybe it was the time of year she was so excited about all the different lettuces she makes all these different salads he asked her yeah what are like you know new meal that she likes to cook and she kept going she went back to the boyfriend breakfast she's still obsessed with this fucking boyfriend breakfast uh, I hate
3: boyfriend breakfast.
2: She said the like the chef or the like like TV chef or something that like inspires her more than anyone is Ina Garten, I guess, because the Hamptons reference. Um, he asked her like healthy habits that her mom introduced to her to, and she said when she was a kid, and she said healthy soda and vitamin C.
3: What's healthy soda? Well, also that's not true because when we were kids, healthy soda healthy soda. Hansons. No, I
2: mean it was like Hanson's, and, and it's not healthy. But like back then, it was healthy. But like Blythe was definitely the mom that like had some Hanson's every once in a while.
3: It was healthy because it well you it tasted got it at
2: disgusting. The health food store. Yeah.
3: It tastes delicious. Are you kidding me? I was the Mandarin Lime Haynes Hanson soda was like the most delicious shit I ever yeah, had. I just
2: wanted. I just always wanted a Coke or a root beer. I like. I did not like them.
3: Oh, man, I was sucking and slurping that shit down when I could. I mean, that was only soda. I, I loved it. And then also, they didn't put dyes in it. It was clear.
2: It was clear. But it had as much calories, as much corn it, syrup. It was literally exactly as bad for you as regular It was
3: syrup. exactly as bad. For, no, I think it's made with cane sugar. I think that was the whole oh,
2: thing. Oh, okay.
3: I believe that's why it was natural. I but wonder.
2: that's not better for you. No, no.
3: I'm looking it up now. Also, I feel like did did today's kit children even know what the fuck Hanson soda no, is? No,
2: Hanson's has not been around for twenty five years.
3: I've got bad news for you,
2: Brian. It's still around. It is. I've never se- I haven't seen it. Where do they sell it?
3: Well, I don't know because when I was a child, also there was a okay. Sorry, more LA shit. The Gelsons in Beverly Hills on like I don't know what street it's on, but it's like the it's like in Beverly Hills do you know do you know
2: it no well i i, I don't really i think it really might be healthy.
3: like on third or something like okay. way down anyway that used to be a health food store called quinn's and that was where we used to go grocery shopping and that was where we used to go and get our in. Mm-hmm. i don't know where else you would have ever purchased it i think we used that to get it at correct.
2: trader joe's i think that's where i used to get trader it joe's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they still have
3: all of the same shit they still have mandarin lime they wow. have strawberry they have grapefruit They have cherry vanilla
2: and it's made with cane sugar
3: and it's all made with cane sugar. It's called cane soda.
2: Oh, that actually rings a bell. So I guess, I guess that was healthy soda. Uh,
3: um,
2: oh, she now, she, she admits now that her new routine is she has one alcoholic drink a week. Like she used to do with cigarettes
3: now she does. Now it. it's
2: alcohol, and pretty soon it'll be nothing.
3: Pretty soon it'll be a Hanson's.
2: It'll be one Hanson's a week. I, maybe I should go down to one alcoholic beverage a week. But but you can't I, even open a bottle of wine then, because it's like then you just throw away back. the rest of the wine.
3: I drink less now than I did when I lived in LA. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Most people report the opposite in New York. It's such a drinking culture, and you don't have to. It is anywhere. such a
3: drinking culture, but like. Um, I just find that I'm like less bored.
2: Well, you're so busy.
3: Yeah, and also like everything is so expensive, and I don't know. Like, I'm just like out all the time. I don't know. Also, like, I'm not eating out at like restaurants in the same way that I used to. Where like I used to. I don't like Brian and I used to go out to eat like every single weekend and like see a movie, and now I don't even know what the fuck we do. But like we never eat at restaurants. Like the I, it's like I eat out more, but in different ways. So we're You're like, just doing a pizza. quick,
2: a quick falafel, a quick
3: yeah. that's slice, like a, doing, slice yeah. on the
2: street. Yeah, hot dog yeah. at <laughs> Central Park.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mustard <laughs> with a pretzel.
2: Yeah,
3: a restaurant. Restaurant
2: restaurants are over i mean how many restaurants have we been to in our life is is anyone ever doing anything new anymore it's just there's no point
3: but that can't possibly be true i think i'm also just like obsessed with like not spending money now okay yeah i'm like trying to like because everything is so fucking expensive
2: you gotta pinch your pennies
3: and it's like my budget is limited and i'd rather buy a fucking cookie than a glass of wine
2: that's called maturity (laughs)
3: Thank you. Also, but I've also noticed if you buy a bottle of wine, like at the wine store here, it's cheaper. Oh, is it? Yes, a lot cheaper. Like, there's a wine place by my house, and I was like, these bottles were, like, a lot cheaper than they would have been in L.A.
2: I wonder if there's more. French
3: wines. Yeah.
2: I I bet you because California wants to, like, boost their own wine economy i wonder if there's like bigger tariffs on like foreign wines in california
3: that's very possible but i was really surprised at how cheap the like french spanish and italian wines were
2: yeah and those are the best ones i think yeah. i mean i like california wines too
3: no i love california wines i like Calif- i like a big shitty disgusting california wine mm-hmm. that wine snobs would stick their nose up at
2: all right let me go through a f- i won't read all 73 of these uh What else? Okay. Her most exciting new wellness trend is longevity. So she's like definitely in on the like blood transfusion, billionaire psychosis that's gripping our richest citizens. Uh, Her most simple wellness advice is quiet the mind. Uh, I'll scroll. Easier
3: said than done.
2: Yeah. Easier said than done. Most exciting young actress today, she said, is (gasps) Jodi Comer.
3: Who is that? My new favorite actress.
2: She was on, uh, that move that show where it was like she was like a serial killer and she was chasing Sandra O. Oh. And then oh, she was. You know
3: what? That was one of those shows that I really liked. And then they did one thing that was like too violent or disgusting. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Sometimes TV shows they'll do something that's too violent for me, and I can't watch it. That also happened to me with that show with Idris Elba, where he like, all, there was like, I like that show. And then he, there was Luther.
2: Oh, I didn't see Luther. I just saw I it.
3: liked that show. And it then was there was violent. one episode where a guy was like holding a thing. He was like about to like jam it in a guy's ear. And I was like, this is too gross. I don't want to. I, and I had to stop watching.
2: I can't do. I mean, I, I just watched that like Western show and it was good, but it was so violent with um, Emily Blunt called The English.
0: I don't
2: know. It was re- it was really good. It's on like Amazon Prime. It's like a western miniseries or whatever. But it it gets I mean they do scalps. They do. It's like really gross. Yeah,
3: I just I'm like a little bitch. Oh, and she's in
2: She was in a play that was Oh, she was in regarded. that. I
3: wanted to see this play. It closed before I got here. Mm. Primafachi.
2: I think she got a Tony.
3: It was a big it was a big yeah. deal.
2: Um I cannot watch. I tried or I in front of a movie, they showed the new Eli Roth movie trailer called Thanksgiving. Did you see it?
3: I've seen the trailer. It's for so it.
2: disgusting. I had to shut. I couldn't. I had to shut my eyes. It was. It, I. I, would I don't never think see I that saw movie.
3: that trailer.
2: There was There was two. There was one that was like a teaser that was like sort of cutesy, and you thought, oh, this is just like a tongue-in-cheek like horror comedy.
3: That's the one I've seen.
2: And then the second one is like full torture porn, like. Because it's all people basically dying in ways that, like, you make a Thanksgiving dinner. I, I don't even want to describe it. It's so gross.
3: I can't. I saw, um, I have been, I've been kind of staying home this week, I guess, um, since my parents left town, you know, I was just, like, in school, I guess. The week goes by so fast, and I'm so exhausted and stressed out all the time. Yeah. But at night, last night I went to dinner with a friend who was in town. But at night, I've mostly been like watching scary movies. Okay. And um, on Hulu, they have a thing where you can pick like, do you want to watch something that's like scary, 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 or very scary? And I think the stuff that's like supposed to be a little scary is the scariest, and that's supposed to be the most scary is the least scary. Huh. Um, but they had Saw as like in the middle, and I've never watched the same, I watched like I love horror movies, but I've never watched a single Saw because I hate torture porn. So
2: me too. I can't. I I heard the new Saw is like pretty good, but I won't. I won't watch it. I I get no pleasure out of that part of a horror movie of just like. <laughs>
3: But then I'll watch, which I am sick of it. But I've watched a lot of like French new extremity and stuff, which I'm mm. like, well, I guess I'll watch that. But just because like it's French, I don't sure. really know why. It's just as bad.
2: Yeah, and I like the um the Scandinavian horror stuff too. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah.
3: But it's like. The only reason is because I'm like, oh, it's French. Yeah. So it has well, the be.
2: American horror tor- torture porn, because it, it's like, it's both extremely violent and then also extremely like cartoonish in a way that is, it sickens me. I don't know. I don't like it at all.
3: I think the cartoonishness of it is what I like about it. Okay. And all of that French stuff is, a that's what it's inspired by, like the Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre. And stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, that's, I, is that torture porn, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know. I would, I, don't I guess I wouldn't call it like that. The same thing.
3: But um I like it when I like it when you're in an audience of people and everyone's like screaming and laughing. Yeah, that's fun. But I don't want to watch it like at home. And I don't want to go see it in a theater because I'm like, oh, so I just never see it. Mm -hmm. But when, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just don't like stuff that's too fucked up.
2: I got it. Uh this guy asks Gwyneth to tell her tell him like little the 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 directing styles of a few of the directors that she's worked with or like what they would say to her so she says for ryan murphy he would always tell her to have less emotion uh john favreau she would she just said oh she would always just be like yeah that's great that's perfect keep doing it like that and for wes anderson she said do it exactly like i tell you (laughs) Uh, what else? What she would say to 19-year-old 19 19 year Gwyneth. Tell her to become very close to herself to make life less painful. It's pretty deep. <laughs> and then the last question was one sliding doors moment that she was glad happened, I guess. It's like when she said yes to doing Glee. Because, of course, that's where she meant. Or
3: she meant her husband.
2: Her the boy, the breakfast boyfriend himself.
3: Can you imagine a f- a world where she hadn't done Glee?
2: Yeah, I honestly don't think it would have changed much about her life. I mean, I her life. It would change more, more about
3: like. Will Cole's life.
2: Oh, you think he would have... She would have never gotten in with Will Cole if Brad wasn't there? Do you think?
3: I don't think she would have gotten into paleo. Into
2: paleo? But I don't... She's she still pays lip service to this paleo stuff but we have not seen nor heard from will cole in months so i think he might be on the outs with her
3: maybe i i do think probably if it if not brad it would have been someone else
2: yeah i mean she would i think because chris seems like i mean he's like a little bit of a weirdo too but I, i he's a rock star so i don't he can't really have like the the routine or the discipline diet wise that Gwyneth probably craves and i think Brad and Gwyneth uh they are enablers of each other's orthorexia in a way that yeah, is compatible is definitely and
3: i don't think i don't think Chris has orthorexia which i think is like one of the major problems in their relationship Chris
2: seems like the type of person who just has a great metabolism and will always be thin no matter what he does
3: uh or maybe something else
2: oh or maybe something else okay rumor i'm just uh, all i said was said to something else yeah, i don't know
3: um okay
2: um, so i mean that well was i little, missed out on a lot this week. that was my little I, report from the 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 halls of condé nast
3: god i have to watch it i really do like those things um i think they're really fun i always think they're funny
2: Oh, the other, the big, so the thing that, and she always, she always knows how to get a soundbite and how to, or how to get like a, a little meme that will, that all the different media outlets will, will pick up. So they're just walking through her garden and there's like um a gate or like a door to, I guess, another garden or something outside. And you just, first you hear him say, oh, nice doorstop. And then it zooms in and it's of course her Oscar as the doorstop. Like just in the garden, and she's like, ah ha ha ha. So that's like that was like the little the little Mimi thing where that was every outlet was like, oh, Gwyneth uses her Oscar as a doorstop.
3: I mean, it's so stupid if anybody like reports on and anything in that like it's real. But um, I also I also watched Margot Robbie's,
2: oh, yeah,
3: where she was like getting ready for a dinner party or okay. like a breakfast party
2: at her uh, house.
3: Uh, Yeah, she had, like, a beautiful, beautiful, fucking, adorable, like, cottage on the beach. And it was so nice. Like, just perfect. You know what I mean? It was, like, small, but, like, super sunny.
2: I mean, amazing.
3: It was so, like, Australian in L.A.
2: Was it, like, Malibu, you think? Or where do you think? I think
3: it was was Malibu. Malibu. yeah. And she just had this, like, huge yard with, like... But just, like, not... Like, I love it when celebrities have small houses that are just really nice yeah like
2: you know what i mean like Leo's not ostentatious new, new studio <laughs> in the east 90s
3: wait what a studio <laughs> in the east 90s yeah, yeah,
2: sort of, yeah she i talked to you a little bit about this before we started recording but there they have that thing in the new york times real estate okay. section where it's like a different person looking yeah. for an apartment every week and you like choose which um you know which apartment she should do and this week was melissa leo like trying to find a studio and i was like oh god she's just like a she's just like a regular working stiff like the rest of us
3: yeah a studio in the east 90s is i mean that would be great
2: but it seemed great because she well and also like even though these places were not super expensive as far as you know what you would consider new york real estate the uh the fees like the maintenance fees are like like 1500 to 2000 a month so even if Unless, you pay cash you like,
3: get anything in new york you literally have to be like jesus christ on earth like you cannot like the shit that they want from people like i like they want to have like um like press clippings to get an apartment like this one broker that i was like talking to when we moved here she was like yeah, like any press clippings you have about yourself. I was like, "What That's the fuck, so you bitch!" Psychotic. I'm coming here to go to fucking grad school. Like, I don't. What do you want? Like my, like when I, my my bio from the UCB page. We or were profiled.
2: We were profiled in the AV club a few years ago. You could have used that. I
3: could have. I don't know. Was <laughs> like, what? It's just like they're crazy.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, because you think, oh, I'm paying all cash for an apartment, and then you you obviously still have to pay insurance, you still have to pay property taxes, and then you're paying, I mean, I guess it's the same as, like, an HOA, but, like, even, like, I don't know, I, I, when she said, like, $1,500 to $2,000 a month just for maintenance, you're just like.
3: It's like, what's the point? That's my rent. Rent. Just pay your fucking, just Just, rent. It's like, there's no point. No. And it's not that different anyway.
2: No, you're still in a. Shitty apartment, regardless. I mean, you're of still an apartment. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. crazy.
2: Okie doke. Are we ready to go to talk about the newsletters? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What was your best of the week?
3: Okay. So, my best of the week was this is like, I never say this, but I have to say my favorite. Was the travel article? I oh. think I finally identified for myself like what my true dream vacation is. Okay, and it's this: it's like I want to go to like a snowy ski lodge, mm. and I don't know how to ski.
2: Skiing is the least of- important part. You just the lodge is what's important.
3: The lodge is what's important, but I think that she was right when she was like the the best thing is when you like you just want to spend all your time working up an appetite for the next thing you're gonna eat. Oh yeah, because I love coming in from like a fucking like cold outdoor activity and being exhausted and like that's what the lodge is so great because you're like tired and you're fucking cold and you can get like a hot toddy or
1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at
3: uh1.com Like an Irish coffee or something and like sit by a fire. Like that's like so nice, but you it's only nice when you've like earned it.
2: <laughs> that's true, because then you're just sitting there all day, and it's and you just feel like a piece of shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's nice too for like a. I feel like you want to have a good mix,
2: but like the you have
3: like a veg out piece of shit day, and you want to have some like active days too.
2: The contrast between the like bracing cold of the outside, like ski area, and then like the the cozy warmth of the fireside is so that's yeah, that's what makes it perfect.
3: That is the best. I mean, that's what really makes you appreciate like humanity. Cause like it it's like this is what safety is. Like this is what humanity mm-hmm. has given you. Like a place to be out to like a safety from the cold, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: Like that's I, what that's what you go there to appreciate.
2: Oh, and this place is in western Montana.
3: And I Port- love that part of the country. Me too. Of course I've never well, I don't think I've been to Montana. I may have been in like a little bit. I've definitely touched a little bit of um, Idaho.
2: Yeah, because it's like, where at least where I went when I went to Yellowstone is like the sort of, it's Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming are all sort of right there.
3: Yeah, but I definitely spent most, I mean, I was like in like Wyoming yeah. when I've been there um, and it's like amazing. And I, I've i talked on here so much about how much I love Jackson Hole. And like, I would just love to go to this place in Montana. This is my dream vacation. I would love to stay in this fucking lodge.
2: It's called the wait. Oh, the oh, it's it the like a tree, weird name. The tree house spelled H A U S, and then yeah. there's it's just four houses. So, oh no, the tree house is one of four concepts. So, which what's the whole thing called?
3: The whole thing has a weird name. Uh, let me see if we can
2: find it. So, social house? No, green. No. No. It's like
3: something with like a lowercase letter in it.
2: <laughs> okay. It is not, Um, it's not jumping out at me in this article. It's because like,
3: they don't like, because a, a title with a name that would jump out at you has a capital letter in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Which this doesn't have.
2: I'm trying to speed read. Oh, no, it's the green O. It's all lowercase. Yeah. The green O, the adults only all inclusive luxury retreat. So you have a choice of. Well, there's the social house, which is like the common area. And then you have like one of four rooms, treehouse, greenhouse, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, and they make a recreation of the filet of fish. This chef looks amazing. The whole thing sounds just Yeah, staggering. like the
3: food is really good. the The nature is really beautiful. The whole thing. It just like it sounds perfect. And I would love to go.
2: I mean, what is the rate? It has to be thousands of dollars a night.
3: Yeah. And I feel like there are ways to like recreate something mm. similar to this. Like I could just get an Airbnb in the snow and yeah. just get an actual flavor. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Put it on a silver platter. It's yeah. The same and thing. I'd
3: probably like that too. So I don't know. Uh,
2: now I want, I mean, last, I did go to the snow last winter and it was really nice, but then I got COVID. So um... it's,
3: yeah, we did that like my 35th birthday. We went to, um, what the hell is it called? Not Big Bear. The other one. Arrowhead. We went to Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Yeah. And it was really nice. We like stayed, we got like a townhouse.
2: Oh, that sounds good.
3: It was nice. I love going up to the snow. And, you know, there's really close in LA, like to LA. They're like really yeah. close. Yeah
2: we're um looking for a second car and i want to get a uh four wheel drive so it's easier to get up to the snow. Yeah. All right, uh, my my favorite or my best of the week was Gwyneth's solo Q&A podcast where we had the ghosts of Gwyneth past calling in and asking her very pre-scripted questions.
3: I was like zooming around. I like only listened to a little bit. So I was like, is Elise going to call in? No,
2: I wish I was like, I was waiting for Elise. Obviously, Elise didn't call in. Obviously. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Gerda. She's completely off the grid. Uh, she did not call in. But one of our favorites called in and I was so happy to see that they were on good terms. Miss uh, Caitlin O'Malley, former food director called in
3: how is caitlin doing she seems
2: good and i don't know she's i guess she's working as a private chef now she asked gwyneth like when she was uh writing her next cookbook and what she thought it would be about and gwyneth basically was like i don't really have time to write a cookbook but if i did her two i her two pitches were and i was like "Mm, you might need to workshop these a little more one was just like a, a cookbook of boyfriend breakfasts
3: this boyfriend breakfast thing, it's like no one likes this except for her.
2: I don't get it. Yeah, it's like so, she's so fixated on it. It's so weird. Or the other idea was a cookbook of recipes she make you would make for blended families. Which I'm like What does
3: what? that even fucking mean? I have like no... how is it different than for a regular family? I have
2: no idea. It was so weird. But then that twice she was basically practically begging caitlin to come back to work she's like please she's like twice she asked she's like come back come back and now i'm gonna add my I voice bet to that you choir she
3: so much more working as a private chef than she did doing this shit for no Pete. i'm
2: sure i mean why well because you know you never know with gwyneth if it's like who's leaving on whose terms but this one it really seemed like caitlin just left and uh because she got yeah, I'm sure better opportunities, more money, more flexible schedule. Because nothing Caitlin likes more than just like driving up the coast with her boyfriend. She's like literally takes the 101 like every weekend. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I but I still, if she if she left on her own accord, I still don't understand why Gwyneth has not hired a replacement. And yeah. if they did not eliminate the position, why do we not have somebody?
3: um good question maybe she just can't get over caitlin
2: caitlin i mean I, and you know we all love caitlin but i don't know that she was doing anything groundbreaking there i don't know you don't love caitlin I, well now it's like you know absence makes the heart grow fonder I, there's like i would i would kill for a new caitlin recipe Well,
3: what about this fucking uh stir fry thing
2: well that's old yeah and it wasn't even her recipes i see I mean, it's like that's what Caitlin was doing. I think Caitlyn was like mentally checked out for the last year because she was not creating recipes. She was just sort of being like, oh, here's a cookbook I read. I'm just going to like publish these recipes.
3: Yeah, I wonder what the hell she had going on that she like couldn't really
2: do it. I know because you don't even I mean, she's a pri- I guess it's different than being a ce- like a celebrity private chef. She probably just works for some family that doesn't need to be on social media all the time. So you don't really see it.
3: I guess, but I mean, I feel like so many of these private chefs, like their goal is to, like you know, I love these private chefs on TikTok, and I follow them, and their goal is to be the new Allison Roman, like that's what yeah. they're all for, or the new like Molly Bosz now, like. Ugh.
0: They don't all. Get me started Why do you her? hate Molly Bosz? I,
2: I don't know. I don't like her. I don't like her personality. I don't like her recipes. Some of them are fine. I don't like her cutesiness. Like the. She, the abbreviate the constant abbreviation there's something she really can't stand like i
3: have had her. to read her instagram captions like five times because she'll be like i'm having a chop pin," and i'm like when well, it means like cheese pizza but you like don't it's under- like every single fucking word she uses she abbreviates to the point that like it no longer makes any sense
2: i really get a visceral reaction looking at her and looking at her recipes i don't this might i'm sure she's a lovely person i've I, never
3: made any i've never made a single one
2: I I want to say I made her like BA's best like chicken parm at some point and that was pretty good. I mean, she it's like good, but it's also like the the whole vibe and like the style of food is so exactly the same as Allison Roman. It's like, what is your identity?
3: I she's like Allison Roman, but she takes it into like a direction that I don't like, which is like a type of food that I personally call millennial swap. Yeah, which is like millennials love to eat like gruel with an egg on it that just like looks and feels impoverished and has like the texture of baby food and is like very savory and I don't like that but I think that she's kind of like in that sort of like milieu and I can't think of a specific recipe but I feel like that's her like I feel like she that she like embodies that.
2: Yeah, it's millennial comfort food without because Alison Roman, her thing is like it'll have a a real intense pop of either like herbs or like anchovies or like heat, something like a little like, whoo. And she
3: has Alison Roman is lover, hater. And of course, she's, you know, whatever. But like she has this way, like with of like very simply building flavors mm. in a way that works really well and anybody can do it at home and it's yeah. just like it works every single time like and she it's like, ingredients a template.
2: like it's a, totally like ingredients that seem so simple and like well yeah like this is the classic version of the thing and then you're tasting it and there's like one flavor that she just punches up so much and like makes it like a new dish
0: mm-hmm
3: yeah she's really good and especially for like that kind of thing like being like a recipe being like a cookbook author or like a recipe developer in the newspaper or whatever like something for like home cooks to make themselves it's like she's like the perfect person for that it's just yeah. like she's good at that thing
2: i made the stew the the actual stew the other day
3: i love this i mean i haven't made it in years and i probably never will again because i'll never cook in my kitchen i'd rather die than use my kitchen there was a cockroach in my apartment the other day i don't do that anymore i don't cook in my kitchen mm. Cockroaches Uh, are in my kitchen. Well, well, he wasn't in the kitchen, but he was close enough because the whole place is close to the kitchens.
2: I mean, the stew holds up, and it's crazy how much discourse there was about this stupid stew a few years ago.
3: (laughs) It's so good. That's it's so
2: good. It's good. It's just good. It's like a fall day. The weather's getting a little cooler. Oh my god! On a
3: cold fall day, there's fucking nothing better than stew.
2: Nothing better. It should be like a national dish. Whereas Molly, I mean, sorry, I'm sure. We don't have to stay on Molly Boz, but, like, I I get the heebie-jeebies from her.
0: Hmm.
3: It's just a vibe.
2: It's just a vibe, and the whole whole shtick, I just don't like. I just don't like her whole shtick. (laughs) But that's just me.
3: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Yeah, I like all of the... I, I like all of the sort of like B.A. people who like made it out unscathed. And then yeah. like oh, Rick Martinez, food.
2: I I his intro, chicken enchilada recipe that was in the New York Times. That is, I feel like, up there with the stew of just ama- like the best homemade chicken enchiladas that you'll ever make.
3: I've never made a single one of these people's recipes. Any of the Bon Appetit people have never made a one of them. And I never will. But <laughs> good for them. You know, it looks good. They're I just feel like their recipes are, like, too complicated.
2: I mean, they're more complicated than, like, you know, pioneering. Like, Alison Roman's
3: recipes are really simple.
2: Yeah, I don't think the uh, – some of them are more complicated. But, like, I don't think Rick Martinez or – I mean, Andy Baragami can get a little, like, cutesy. But they're not – they're about this. I mean, they're all sort of – they're, like, advanced beginner, I would say.
3: Yeah, I guess. I just, like, I'm not going to make enchilada. Like, making enchiladas sounds, like, too hard for me.
2: Well, the thing is that I do when I'm lazy is I just don't roll them. I just make like a basically an inch like casserole. a lasagna. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it tastes just the same.
3: That's smart. Maybe I'll do that.
2: Because who are you but trying I to won't. impress? <laughs> I know I won't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was my best. Uh, I mean, th- these questions and answers are. I mean, it's mostly, like, these other random, like, female founders of, like, weird companies that you've never heard of. That I Gwyneth just, is, I
3: can't stand it.
2: That Gwyneth is like, oh, my God, my closest and best friend for decades. Like, Yeah, and
3: it's, like, the founder of, like, a weird, like, an Instagram page where you can buy lip gloss or something. Yeah,
2: it's, like, you know, Kelsey McCormick, the, yeah, the founder of, <laughs> what you said, Instagram lip gloss. I mean, you're just like, what yeah. is going on?
3: Yeah, it's like, it's so, I just, I can't fucking stand this shit. It, I I love it for Gwyneth because I feel like she made a choice and she like really knows who she is, but I just, I'm not. I'm just not a biz. I'm just not inspired by business. It just, it doesn't inspire me at all. I don't, I like. there's nothing about like a woman founded business that excites me in
2: any fucking way. She really seems to get like emotional and spiritual fulfillment through capitalism. There and are it is a so lot of people like
3: me. that. There are a lot of people like that. And it's just, it's not even like,
2: it's not a judgment call. I'm just like it's. It's a truly. I'm. I'm. I wish I had that gene because I would be a lot richer than I am. But it's just. Like, I, I.
3: I don't care. Like I just. It's just not. It's just not me. Like it just yeah. isn't me.
2: But she like it's like she really is meaningful. And these books that she reads by, you know, like girl boss central, like a way like, to to female yeah. founders or whatever she's reading is like she's like oh this is a really meaningful like it's like what other people would talk about like reading like great literature (laughs) she's like
3: yeah oh there are so many people who well I don't even think that's true I mean there are so many people and all they read is self-help and they're like oh my god you have to read this every week they have a new fucking book oh my god I read the best book and it's some fucking book that's like girl do it and it's about some fucking woman who like you know had some sort of like eating disorder 25 years ago and then like at the age of like 24 went to business got her mba and she'll be like and i overcame it and i like you know and, yeah. and i mean you, you're cleo
2: it. wades you're glennon you're, your glennon these are, doyles your it's just this whole you're, you're Jen gunters
3: frankly yes All right. I mean, I support women in business, but also like, don't you remember like the the mortifying cringe? Like, I feel like it's like a stock, like Simpsons character of the middle-aged man who's reading like rich dad, poor dad, Mm -hmm. or like something like that. Who's like going to start a business and be an entrepreneur and make it rich and blah, blah, blah. And like, no woman was ever interested in that. And like, Well, maybe they they were interested
2: they just didn't have the opportunity to express that part of themselves
3: well no i mean i think that 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 was like a contemptible figure that was like mocked and i don't think that women now are like aware that they're going down that same path of like sort of like like arthur miller (laughs) like
1: like death of the girl
2: boss yes but it, it, I think there, the culture has sort of, I feel like the, 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 girl, girl the, boss. the girl boss figure has been like routinely mocked for at least I would say the past three or four years.
3: Yes, it has, but not in the way that I'm talking about. Mm. Like it's been mocked. Not in
2: true like Willie Loman, like tragic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, your play. Yeah. You have to write a play. So I have, have, have like to write play.
3: this play. I have to write death of a girl boss. And it's about a girl boss who jumps in front of a car
2: wait is that i it's been so long since i've read that play is that how he dies he jumps in front of a car i don't even remember i think so
3: i just i saw it on broadway with okay. me um, and he's like going insane and saying he's like ah, and then he just like runs out and then there's like headlights and someone's like me. oh yeah and I, I think and then it's just like his wife like crying at his grave and then i don't it's know.
2: Like, I never liked that play that much compared to how some people love it
3: i mean there I was I think much more kind of a, of a Tennessee like Williams. version of that irish play that i was talking. oh about. sure yeah yeah like it's like it's good it's whatever
2: Uh, and I I don't think I've ever I didn't see the Brian Dennehy version. I don't think I've ever seen it live, actually.
3: I mean, the Brian Dennehy one was like a lot. Like I was like a kid.
2: Yeah, because I I wasn't even. It was no, I wasn't even living in New York yet.
3: Yeah. Um. But
2: so, death of a girl's girl boss by Agnes Hewitt, Mm -hmm. uh a a tone poem fantasia in six acts. Tone
3: (laughs) poem fantasia. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I got invited to a play today that's a choreo poem.
2: Oh, yeah. Wait, it's not. Um, what's the one for colored girls? It's not. Uh, there's another choreo poem besides that one.
3: For colored girls is a choreo poem? That's the only I
2: choreo poem I've ever heard about is for colored girls.
3: I didn't know for colored girls was it called a choreo oh, poem.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that that was that's like the subtitle, like a choreo poem. For, well, oh, my God. Literally,
3: if you Google it, the first thing is a New York Times article. And that is the, the title is just the sentence. Four colored girls is a choreo poem. Okay? <laughs> so I that, think, answers, like that answers Okay. I didn't know. Uh, let's move on. Please.
2: What was your worst of the week?
3: Let me see. Okay. I did a goop pill. Okay. So I, I said I haven't. My skin's been kind of bad. Since I got to New York, I have done almost no skincare at all. Mm. And I have been breaking out in new and terrible ways. And I was like, I need to start getting back on my skincare thing. And the first thing I did was a goop peel. And I completely broke out everywhere and I have a dry patch on my skin. And I just completely fucked my face up.
2: Girl, tell me about it. <laughs> I've been Wait, doing <laughs> I've been too, doing too much um, Retin-A, I think, lately. And I noticed that my skin is, like, completely red and, like, insane.
3: I haven't used Retin-A since I got to New York.
2: I think it's too powerful for our own good.
3: It's just that I know I can't be trusted anymore. Like, sometimes I just, like, run out of the fucking house. Like, everything has gone to shit since I got here. Like, everything is good. But in terms of, like, skincare, eating. No, no, no. I'm literally, like, I just wash my face with soap and sometimes put moisturizer on. I rarely remember to use sunscreen. And most of my meals are coffee and chocolate chip cookies. Yeah,
2: you think Chloe Sevigny was using sunscreen in 1994? You think Julia Fox was using sunscreen in 2017? I no, actually you... think they both were. Yeah, if you were, an, if you want to be an it girl, you can't. You have, you can't. They care. were
3: using sunscreen. They just made it seem like they weren't.
2: All right. Put on a little. I think a little in the morning is probably good for you.
3: I It's not that I'm, tr- I'm look, I'd like to wear a lot. I just forget. I'm like, mm. oh my God, where's my stuff? And I don't know where anything is. My apartment was so small. My old apartment was, my bathroom was fucking huge. And we had two of them. So I basically had one all to myself and the entire thing was full of my fucking products, like drawers mm. and sh- <laughs> just like full of it. And now it's all on these like two little shelves I have screwed into the bathroom. <laughs> and some of it's in like some closet, some of it's in my closet with my clothes, and it's just a totally different way of life. And I like forget to pull it out when I go and get ready for bed. I don't know where it is.
2: And you're just you're just climbing in bed. Uh no care in the world. No. Yeah. Well um okay, I,
3: well i have cares in the world but i
2: but not I, about I, skincare yeah
3: anyway right. so that was the worst i broke out from a goop peel wow. i was sad maybe it should have been my saddest but it was my worst
2: your skin will repair itself
3: oh it will it just was sad because it's like i love that
1: goop peel
2: yeah yeah it's they're 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 strong Those things—they're
3: strong. I think I just like should have worked my way up or something. Sure, sure. Or maybe, maybe I didn't use sunscreen the next day. I don't know.
2: Oh yeah, no, I just do. I just do the microdermabrasion one day a week. I think that's all I can handle. I never do it. All right, my worst. speaking about skin, my worst is we got a whole separate email from this dermatologist through Goop called Doctor Dennis Gross. Who I guess had been on Goop before. But I was like, you really weren't a whole email. It's not in the Tuesday newsletter. It's not in the Thursday newsletter. It's this whole email that's talking about his Dennis Gross's new three-minute daily lip treatment. Mm -hmm. And it's this... And like, okay. My lips can get dry. My lips can get chapped. These are things I worry about when it comes to my lips. What I don't worry about is... uh smoothing lines and wrinkles and creases on the lips i mean i guess around i guess like your sort of mustache area or like maybe a little bit but it, anyway this treatment it looks like you know those like old-fashioned like candy lips that you would put on oh like yeah I had,
3: i've i done a lip mask
2: you that have says. done okay it's so just this, a lip mask well no but it like vibrates it's like a lip vibrator oh you put it on it lasts for three minutes and it goes
3: okay <laughs> you know what I'm going to just, let's, let's cut the bullshit. <laughs> okay. Because we know what works. Sunscreen, retin-A, and then for everything else, you literally just need to go and get a fucking injectable. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get the wrinkles out of your lips and they're already there, you're not going to vibrate them out. You need to fucking get juvenile and just do it. And it's not on your lips. My issue was always my nasolabial folds. Mm. And there's only one thing you can do about it. You know, you can't turn back the fucking hands of time and you can't put on a thing that's gonna vibrate. You just have to fucking fill it, yep. it in.
2: Yeah. Well, at least we yeah. have you know, we have materials to do that now.
3: It's so expensive, but it's so worth it.
2: I just sent you a one minute YouTube video with Dr uh Dr. Gross and his quote unquote wife talking about the first time they knew they had like yes, a, million, quote,
3: unquote,
2: a million dollar idea of like his like original uh like peel or whatever is while she was like giving birth and he like gave her the peel and then they knew that it's a very like quirky saint Clair situation seemingly oh my god! um but he i mean male dermatologists are truly the freakiest looking people in the world I they would, go oh They go so overboard on everything that makes me never want to do anything to my face. Because I look at them and I'm like, you are fucking Karl Lagerfeld. You are Jocelyn Wildenstein. Like, you are not human.
3: Yeah. Wow. These people look disturbing. They
2: do. They're like, I mean, well, I go to a a male-female married dermatologist duo. But they don't seem... They don't seem quite as freaky. They don't
3: seem like this.
2: But maybe they'll grow. Because they're probably like, I would say like they're maybe early 40s. Maybe they're a little older. They're not I... in
3: their early 40s. Are <laughs> no, no, you not, the, not
2: these people. I'm talking about my dermatologists.
3: Oh, okay.
2: But I'm like, they maybe in like 20 years, they will look just as freakish as these people.
3: The, I also think that her problem, and I'm sorry, I don't want to be not a feminist or whatever, but I think that she simply was just wearing lipstick that was way too dark for her face. And that will always make you look a little bit insane.
2: Oh, yeah. she she looks less insane than he does i think
3: yeah because she looks like she's she looks like she's aged more naturally than him like he has more fucking filler and stuff
2: yeah and he has like those like surprised eyes that is like um what's the um hail bop guy apple white
3: yeah he has
2: apple white (laughs) eyes
3: where you can see like the tops of his eyes yeah 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 above his iris
2: yeah. so yeah i will not be buying dr gross's 148 forty eight dollar lip vibrator yeah anyway all right what's your saddest or your craziest
3: my saddest what my craziest i i literally just wrote down how has it been 15
2: years <laughs> oh where is the time but, gone
3: but it was the like the podcast that I didn't listen to and just like that it's goop has been around for 15 years. It just doesn't feel like that's even possible, but
2: it is. It was just, she just pressed sent. So she, she, pressed just pressed sent. Send. she pressed send on an email and, and the are. rest is history. Wow. Yeah. Wow. My craziest is this fucking, I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while since we got like a truly insane, expensive, just like item that is listed on goop to buy that you're like what is this thing and for the 15th anniversary we have this company called found ray who designed a goop flower vase for it looks just like literally like a plastic cup that you would get if you paid like four extra dollars at a baseball game for a beer but this vase, like this vase is $2,500. It holds a grand total of one flower. And I mean, it looks like a star, but like a Frappuccino cup. But it says, created with the distinguished Viennese glassmaker Loeb Mayer, this limited edition vase to signify goops 15 years on earth is mouth blown from lead free crystal and embellished with archetypal found ray symbols so this is like illuminati shit symbols like the golden keys a nod to the way our birth charts can unlock insights about ourselves and the four elements which stand for stability adaptability energy and expansion and the medallions encircling the rim They represent key foundry tenets, like resilience, love, passion, dreams, and more. For the full breakdown, click here. And then there's like, oh, there's a whole Bible. It's a religion. There's like a whole giant thing of the symbols of this. I
3: will join this religion.
2: This is crazy. This is like, this is a cult. The path to joy. These are devilish symbols. These are tarot cards. This is the work of Satan
3: they did have all this like special shit they released for their 15 years
2: did they do th- they didn't do this for their 10 year like why is 15 i don't know i think they just have more
3: they just have a bigger store now because yeah. now they have like all the same stuff that they've had but they put like flower they put in a special box
2: i don't like go to this website found f-o-u-n-d-r-a-e dot com it's like what is this is this a religion is this a vase company what is this a portal to hell like I who knows all of the our
3: tenants necklaces medallions bracelets rings our tenants reverie internal compass resilience love wholeness protection dream karma strength
2: all I know is none of those astrological are in the Bible
3: and then they sell necklaces. Mm. I think it's just like a bullshit jewelry company. I
2: guess just with
3: with like astrology yeah. like themes. I think you're all right. I would actually buy some Aquarius shit from these people. Oh my I mean, god, never mind. It's so
0: fucking expensive. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. I mean, this stuff to me, if something is like this is for an Aquarius or something, I would, I feel like it should be $150 or less. Like, that's cheap jewelry to me. If it has to do with my like star sign. Yeah, you're getting it at a head shop cheap. on
2: Melrose Avenue.
3: But this shit is like $3,000. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: They're out of their fucking minds. I
2: mean, people will buy it.
3: People will buy and of it. of course,
2: little gwyneth figured out a way to have like corporate synergy with these people i mean this vase sorry the vase looks insane it looks stupid
3: wait i didn't even see i'll find the vase
2: oh yeah it's on goop <laughs> <laughs> a very special found ray piece it's like literally a plastic cup with one rose hanging out of it i mean it's not plastic it's crystal.
3: Goop found ray piece
2: yeah all right while you're googling that let us in on what you would try this week.
3: Oh, I like the vase. You do? I also, I would have called it a vase if we weren't talking. Wait, is it called the Lobmere Inner Light?
2: It is. Does it look like a Starbucks Frappuccino cup? No, I think, it hanging out of it?
3: I think it looks pretty, but I still, I think it's insane that it looks like a cup. And I think it's yeah. insane that it costs $2,500, but I do think it's pretty. Yeah, so, no one is no i my prediction is that not one single fucking solitary person will buy that from the goop website
2: you i mean i think there's going to be a handful of, of goop completists that are like oh it's the See, 15th if anniversary I could be
3: anything in the world that's what i would be i would be a goop completist i would be a bitch who bought every single thing off that website
2: you would just like have a A direct, you wouldn't even have to press like order, it would just be like anytime Goop adds a product to the the site, it would just, they would just have your credit card number and it would just go, come to your house.
0: Um...
3: Yes, I would just be like their number one. I would be like the same way people have like every like Beanie Baby yeah. or like remember like in I feel like in the early two thousands there'd be like always be like a documentary about some old man who had like every single like Coke bottle or yeah, like yeah. Coke advertisement. I would be like that, but it would just be like everything from Goop.
2: Hey, why not?
3: I'm a fan of the brand.
2: <laughs> no, I th- I think there will be some people that buy this because I I obviously am not a a vase or a vase expert so to eyes more knowledgeable than mine this is obviously a very beautiful piece of crystal (laughs) to me my you know plebeian philistine uh sense of aesthetics doesn't understand why all right
3: i don't i mean i don't i just think it's pretty but i don't have any It doesn't mean anything
2: all right what would you try
3: i would try whatever their little method is for cleaning your for organizing your like beauty products because as i said mine are deranged i mean like i have a shelf of just stuff then i have a bunch of stuff under the sink then i have some stuff in like a closet then i have some stuff in another closet it's kind of all over the place right now Again, I did move into, like, a much smaller apartment than I used to live in recently. You know, it's a big adjustment to live here. It's just, like, things are different. I may just never get back to how things were there, and that's fine. It's just, like, a different way of life. But I just kind of want a little bit of help, like, because I know that people are doing it. You know, people in New York use fucking beauty products. And I just want to get, like, a little bit back on track with it yeah so you i would ha- probably do something with that
2: do you have room you don't have any room in your medicine cabinet
3: I do I'm a little bit afraid of using my medicine cabinet because once in my old apartment not the one I just moved out of but the shitty one that I lived before here I did see a cockroach in my medicine cabinet mm. although my new medicine cabinet is like affixed to the wall it's not like it's not like the candyman kind yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes into the other apartment. So <laughs> I think that was why the other one did, because it was like just like there just like one into like a hole in the wall. But this one, it's like on the wall, if that makes uh,
2: sense. I think you'll be safe. And like even if a cockroach gets into the cabinet, they're not like getting into the products themselves. Like they're like not- I'm
3: scared to open it.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I could. Like, I, I don't guess. open
3: my medicine cabinet, and whenever I have to, I do it like really fast and I close it.
2: And then your sink, I guess, is like pretty small too.
3: My sink is very small. I have like two shelves that I like screwed to the wall. Okay. All right.
2: Well, it'll be and a project. I just have a
3: bunch of shit on them.
2: Uh. All right. I would try i i mean there's not much but i do these these old recipes that caitlin took from so it's j Genji j kenji lopez alt i can never say his name who was like he's like one of the big wigs on serious eats and he's sort of like a home cook slash food scientist it's really like in the weeds type of stuff his his recipes are way too complicated to make i think oh really yeah they're like it's always like a million steps he's always adding all this it's like the it, he always just like it's like the most authentic version of whatever, which is like who has time for that. But the two recipes that Caitlin shared were because I guess he wrote a cookbook about about cooking in a wok. So we have a Mapu tofu recipe, which sounds good, and then the one I really would want to try is a Cantonese salt and pepper shrimp. I,
3: yeah, I saw both of those, I you love, know, I don't mean, cook, so it doesn't, you yeah, to you, well, you I the saw the that it, exi- I didn't even read it. Cause I was like, to no point. And I knew you were going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah.
2: I, in, uh, in the Bay area this weekend, we ordered Chinese food one night and like, I just got salt, salt and pepper fish filet, which I think that's like my favorite Chinese dish now. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just like fried fish with salt and pepper and like chopped up jalapenos and stuff. It's so good.
3: Yeah, I've never had that, but I I do like the salt and pepper shrimp, which is like the same thing but with shrimp.
2: Yeah, and uh, and you're like toasting the shrimp. I don't know. It's probably a little too complicated. I I doubt I'll make it, especially when like every you know Chinese takeout place makes it for you. But I'm sure it would taste really good.
3: Um, oh. I Ugh. have been eating um dumplings from this place down the street called vanessa's dumpling oh yeah
2: that's a good good new york chain
3: it's so good we saw a wild fight take place outside of it oh really yeah there's like (laughs) it's too i can't get into it but it was (laughs) um there were like multiple there were like five characters
2: wow i used to live by the vanessa's dumpling on 14th street it was yeah i
3: think that was like i i think that this is like a you
2: know that's good that's good
3: i'd like a satellite of it or what this is like their upper east side one
2: all right what would you buy
3: i would buy oh obviously the new hair mask oh yeah um i got an email that was like we want you to be the first to try this out and i'm was like do you because i know that you hate me but <laughs> Um, at least
2: you got the email you haven't been blacklisted anymore I
3: haven't been blacklisted because they know I still like buy stuff from them um but I do I really like how my hair does in New York I must say it's like just the right amount of humidity um especially like in the summer but now I know that it's gonna get really dry and fucked up and I'm gonna need to like do some shit to it now that it's getting cooler and my skin and my hair are both going to get wildly, wildly fucked up when the fucking heaters are on all the time. So I may need a very good hair mask. So I may buy it.
2: This does look lovely. And I think my hair is probably a little too short for it to be worthwhile, but I think especially yeah, a New York winter with the fucking steam coming out of the radiator. you You think your skin's bad now it's going to be horrible.
3: Yeah, I always really dry out in the winter, so yeah, it's gonna be fucked up. But Uh,
2: well, God, Godspeed. I would buy. So Goop came out with like, it's not a real new product. It's just limited edition like boxes of all of their favorites to celebrate the 15th anniversary.
3: Yeah, I was just talking about those.
2: It's really pretty.
3: I think it's pretty too.
2: They're like floral boxes. Uh I mean, I if I had to choose one to I don't know. I I did buy Vintner's Daughter once and I I will I will buy it again someday. So I think the Vintner's oh, that's what I buy. The Vintner's Daughter goop 15th anniversary limited edition. I mean, what could get better than that? Just perfect. can't
3: go wrong with that.
2: No. All right i gotta get to a movie
3: what are you seeing
2: the new it's no literally no one's talking about it i don't think anyone is seeing it it's the new kitty green movie did you ever watch the assistant with um julia garner or becoming john Bonet? the like weird like oh i like that a lot. yeah so this is her third i guess her third movie after those two
3: okay that sounds good
2: and it's with julia garner and some other actor and they're like in australia i have no idea it's a thriller i think but anyway i'll be by myself in the theater while wait wasn't it
3: casting Jean bonnet
2: that's what it's called yeah
3: i really like that so interesting
2: yeah and like she did that one and then the last two have been just sort of you know narrative they're not like documentaries like that one but i think i don't know i think she has a really interesting eye and point of view So everyone will be uh, next door watching Taylor and I will be by myself watching this.
0: You'll
3: probably hear the screaming. I'm sure I will. All right, well, have fun.
2: Thank you. Have a good weekend. And everyone, thank you for listening.
3: We love you. Thanks for listening.
2: And we'll talk to you soon.
3: Bye.
0: Bye.